Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Startup Radio, where we candidly share the unfiltered truths about what it's really like to start and build your own business. So you can love it and learn from our mistakes and get inspired to embark on this beautiful and messy journey called entrepreneurship yourself. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Helena? Um, that's a good question. Good, but a little overwhelmed by the tasks of the week but we'll get through it how are you about the same i feel like i'm already behind although the week has just started um <laughs> but yeah we'll get there we eventually. love that we love that so it's currently monday evening and we'll welcome you back to another episode of startup radio Welcome to another episode of the Startup Radio. Today we'll be talking about what, Helena? Today we'll be talking about hot leads and cold leads and what the difference is, what they actually are and how to get a cold lead to a hot lead and all that sort of thing. So it's kind of kind of a confusing term, I feel like. It's kind of a very business-like term. And we wanted to bring some awareness and actually show you that it's not as difficult as the terms are. So that's what we're talking about today. Yes, hot and cold leads. Amazing. But first things first, you know how yeah. it goes, Helena. Tell us, what is your <laughs> recommendation for the week? I love my recommendation for this week. It's actually an app for your desktop that I found last week, but I wanted to test it a little bit before I give the recommendation. Uh, it's called Live At, and it is basically um, yeah, a desktop app, as I said, um, that creates different ambiences but you can also put your to-do list on there. You can use like productivity techniques of like uh 20 minutes work and 10 minute break etc so it's this whole thing there are free versions and there are paid versions but i've just been using the free one and yeah it's just a great alternative to youtube which i recommended before but that's my recommendation so it's live l-i-f-e and then at 80 um, but I can link it in on Instagram. But uh, yeah, if you're struggling with productivity, um, this is a great recommendation. Maybe it's something yeah. for me to try as well. Thank you. Yeah, what's your recommendation? Um, this week I'm more on the practical side and my recommendation is an online page called Center of Excellence. So it is an online web page where you can basically do courses on all sorts it is not a free page, so you pay for the different courses that you can take, but there is an abundance of courses on there. So you can go from like corporate wellness to earth sciences to um, writing exercises or mindfulness and um, life coaching. So basically, it's got this broad array of courses that you can take. Mm. And yeah, the first course that I took was 29 pounds so basically if you always wanted to learn something about a topic more in depth and you didn't find any resources to do it just check it out and see whether there is a course on there that is of interest to you i oh, have yeah. heaps of courses on my wish list actually <laughs> um so let's so see is it it's... a little bit like uh, skillshare 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's but so good. But I think good. for Skillshare, you have a subscription, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a monthly fee. And now uh, with that, you pay per course. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so you pay per course. That's a nice alternative, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you get a little that. diploma from the quality of life scheme mm. right afterwards. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's not it's not like a degree, but it's nice mm-hmm. if you wanted to learn a little bit more in depth about a certain topic, then I would definitely recommend it. It's good for your CV. <laughs> also potentially, yes. <laughs> and that's nice. I love that. I think um, any kind of like subscription alternative is always nice. Because sometimes you just want to have like one course on one topic and not having to pay like a monthly fee, uh, even when you finish that course or exactly. if you don't do it for like another six months. So um, yeah, I love that recommendation. Yes. All right, let's dive into the episode. Um, Nina, what the fuck are cold leads and how do we get them hot? Well, uh, big, big question for today, Um, but I think we can rock through it. I think, first of all, we should probably establish what we understand under the term cold leads. And um, I don't know how you see it, but I'd love to also transform it onto your business a little bit. As we've all established (laughs) beforehand, uh, Nina's got no cold, no hard leads right now. But um, I think we can edit with a bit of insights from Helena's side, if she wishes to share, of course. (laughs) Of course, always. Um, I think cold leads in general are those, the people or the businesses that are in your target audience, but you haven't had any contact with them before. So they probably don't follow you on social media. Um, Most of the time, they don't even know you exist. Um, they It could be that they know your kind of business exists. So for me, they could know, okay, brand designers are a thing or like sustainability coaches and consultants are a thing, but they don't know your exact business. They have no idea. Um, yeah, you exist. So that's basically a cold lead, but you are potentially interested in working with them. So you kind of have to, um, yeah, get them notice you by either engaging in their content or following them or, yeah, contacting them, etc. Which can be, you know, well, I haven't sent a lot of like cold emails, so to say, like just reaching out and see if they're potentially interested. Because I always feel like that's a little bit awkward Mm -hmm. to like just pitch yourself to someone. Um, But yeah, maybe that's also just like a a comfort thing of mine. I don't know. Maybe I should do it more. Maybe maybe I shouldn't. I don't know if anyone has any recommendations on how to handle cold leads. But that is basically the general definition of cold leads, I guess. Yeah, I think what's very important to say with that is that basically those people didn't have or had very, very little touch points with your business up until now. And as you said, so um, they most likely are within your target group, which means they could potentially be interested in what you have to offer, but they don't know it yet, right? That's basically what makes them cold leads. They don't know yet that you've got the services that they need. And... For me, 
those cold leads acquisitions, as you've just explained them, mm -hmm. are very annoying as well. Honestly, yeah. from, a, from a customer perspective, because I've had it on Instagram heaps now since I graduated that I had people uh, connecting with me and then just sending me a message out of the blue yeah. as to saying, oh, you just graduated. Are you interested in stress relief? And I'm like, no, <laughs> wait a second, you know, and then for me, that doesn't do anything because I honestly or don't see the connection as to why they mm -hmm. offer a service to me that I don't require right now. And I have it with my um, work email quite a lot that I receive yeah. emails saying, look, we can uh, see or optimize your web page. And I'm saying, look, I don't have a web page yet, so please <laughs> don't contact me. Um, so I think the line between trying to turn cold leads into hot leads And addressing completely wrong people is very, very thin. Yeah. And I think that is something that you need to be very careful of if you look into transferring cold leads into hot leads. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to become that, like, cheesy car salesman, like that epitome of... <laughs> of annoying salespeople. Exactly. Um, you don't want, like, it's kind of an art to turn, like, cold leads into hot leads. And um, there are a couple of strategies or, like, um, yeah, tasks, whatever, uh, you could do to turn your cold lead into hot lead. But first, uh, let's do the other definition of what is a hot lead, Mina? Yes, I think a hot lead, and if we look at it like that, we can say it's the opposite of what a cold lead is to your business. So basically, those people are also within your target group, obviously. Um, yeah. And those people or those businesses actually show a very, very strong interest in your business or the service you offer in the product that you want to deliver. So those are the people that you can potentially make a profit off. People yeah. that are willing to buy your services, willing to buy your products. And that just puts it very much in perspective because on the one hand, you have those cold leads that have shown little or no interest in your business at all. And on the other side, you've got those hot leads that are very interested in buying your services, buying your products. And of course, we would want potentially all of our leads to be hot leads <laughs> because they are the ones that are actually... Um, helping us to make our business sustain and even grow, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think what can be very tangible um, if, you are, if you are a business owner and you kind of want to know, okay, how do I identify my hot leads? Because it, it, it can be abstract because you don't know, uh, you can't look into the heads of people. So there could be someone that is absolutely ready to work with you, but they just don't show you. So you don't know that they are a hot lead. And what I found through having my Instagram account now for probably around one and a half years is that you can kind of um, sense when someone is getting like warmer from like a cold <laughs> to a hot lead. <laughs> Because... Um, when you're very aware of the um, engagement that you get um, on social media, that um, people or like 
the same people are liking your posts, the same people are commenting or um, sometimes um, yeah, reaching out to you through your DMs, etc. That's kind of when you can sense, okay, um, like not if, if it's like a, a colleague of yours, like a same business owner, then it's probably not a hot lead. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's like um, for me, for example, if it's a photographer or another business owner that has nothing to do with branding, you can kind of sense, okay, even if it's like the most mundane things, then it's, or it's just small talk, you can see, okay, they're engaging with your content. They're um, on a very general level are interested in you either as a person or as a business. Yeah. Um, and that's a relationship that you can then build upon um, to kind of see, okay, we'll start with small talk. We get to know each other kind of, establish that sort of trust relationship um and then at some point it involves a lot of patience because you don't know when to um yeah have that conversation you hope there's just that um they will reach out to you um for a service but that's kind of generally how i would identify um hot leads or warm leads so to yeah. speak and i think that is especially important with services that you deliver because I feel that for products for example it's a lot easier because it literally just involves the purchase of a product and then yeah. you've got the product at home and you can make your own mind up whether you like it or not but there's literally no one else involved in that anymore other than you as a person consuming. I think with services it's it's quite a bit different and you mentioned it um there is a personal connection that somehow needs to be established in order to um yeah in order to create that connection between you as the service deliverer and yeah. someone wanting to buy or consume your service right because it's always an experience and a product can be something tangible whilst the yeah. service is something more intangible that you need to yeah create yeah, and of course, it also depends on what kind of service we're talking about them, because um, for our businesses, at least, it's a very like, it's not like a 30 euro service that mm. it's like, okay, I'm going to get, I don't know how much nails, like nails cost, like I'm just saying, okay, I'm getting my nails done, it costs 30 euros. Um, of course, that's like lower risk. And people will not need that connection because it's just it's just 30 euros but if we're talking about like whole branding projects or like your whole like sustainability strategies it's like a thousand euros up yeah and you it's so much risk um so you need to reduce that risk and usually what uh, people need to have that risk reduced is like a sense of trust and personal connection um yeah and it's also less awkward to then pitch yourself to a person, be like, hey, we've been following each other for quite a while. We've had a couple of chats or whatever. Um, if you're ever thinking about, um, so for my example, if you're ever thinking about uh, rebranding, working on your brand, or if you ever want to um, yeah, refresh your website, feel free to reach out to me um, and we can see what we can do. So it feels a little bit less awkward to then pitch yourself as well because you know that p 
person, even if it's just digitally. Yeah. And I think building on that, what you just said, the type of service that you offer, of course, with what we offer, you also need to have in mind that you're not going to go out there every year, every other year saying like, I need a new branding now. I need a new yeah. sustainability strategy now, you know? So it's literally an investment that you take for quite a long time. And therefore it will have to be yeah, more thought through because you wouldn't just want to buy something on the spot saying, yeah, whatever, Helen's going to do my branding, should be all right. You know, because yeah. that is a strategic decision that you have to make and that will carry you through your own business for a longer period. There is a difference, a very, very big difference. Yeah, and I think that's kind of one of the arts that you have to master as a business owner or like if you're as privileged and have a team as your marketing professional, um, that you can pinpoint the moment in which you can sense that people may be interested mm. and um, well, you need to get to know them and you need to get to know their business, not just directly through like DMs or stuff, but also... Um, viewing them, watching them, um, how they post on social media or how they behave in person. Because, for example, I've been following quite some people and then realizing, oh, through their story, like through watching their stories, oh, they're currently like working on a rebrand. So I know for myself, it would be stupid for me to be pitching myself to them because they mm. just worked on a new logo or a new website. But if you just straight up DMing them uh, through like a cold message, they'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah, Don't I think annoy me. That's a completely wrong choice of timing there. And I think that is very, very important to have the right timing. Because of course, if you have someone just uh, starting their business in need of a branding and a need, someone like me, for example, yeah. I desperately needed to have like the first step in taking my business forward I needed to have a strategy I needed to have a roadmap I needed to have something visual because for me visuals are everything you know like yeah. this is how it starts this is how I make everything that has been in my head and put it on paper and yeah. I needed someone like you to help me guide me through that yeah but I think there's like many, many other people who maybe don't need that. Maybe someone who is a very strategic kind of person and needs to have everything written on paper before they can even think about branding. You wouldn't write them right in the beginning and say, hey, look, uh, I heard you had an idea like a couple of weeks ago. Wouldn't you want me to start right now? And they would feel overwhelmed, you know? So yeah. I think in that it's very, very important to find the right timing. Uh Yeah, definitely. And to kind of uh, move on from that, what you could also do when we talk about turning cold leads into hot leads is kind of different. Um, well, we're talking a lot about social media, but like most of the marketing is on social media at the moment. So do a lot of different kind of um, content strategies, for example, where you're like, okay, I noticed that when uh, I started my Instagram account at the beginning, I was posting a lot of, um, yeah, branding, background information, like definitions of terms and kind of the very basic stuff to make, 
to be honest, me also understand because I was very new to branding when I started that Instagram account. Uh, understand what is actually in this world and um, kind of to understand and get people know all the impacts, the importance, etc. Um, but I think I need to incorporate that more in my posts now as well because I moved on from that. I consider myself now to be like a expert, which mm. I wasn't like one and a half years ago because I was very new. But I kind of uh, abandoned that type of content because for me, it comes natural now to know these terms, to know these processes. It's kind of a no-brainer how much impact branding has. So it is very clear for me, but I that led me to abandon that type of content that I did in the beginning because I did the content for myself as well. But now I realize, okay, maybe I need to introduce that back into my content because I ha may have uh, cold leads or like warm leads that are following me that just don't know about these things which for me is so clear but for them they're like I don't know what she's talking about mm. so you kind of have to have different types of content for the leads you want to attract as well and I think what helps with that as well is a technique in marketing that we use in the agency in the SEA agency quite a lot is for mm -hmm. example an AB testing so you create two different posts that have the same message but sort of different ways to transport that message and you can then test it one against the other one like which one performed better which mm. one uh, addressed the people that you actually consider your target group better and then you can move on from that you know so you actually do that one-on-one -on -one comparison as to does number a or number b perform better and then you can continue um preparing you have in your case posts or whatever targeted advertisements for that specific target group a lot better yeah that's true it's a lot of trial and error i think especially if you're alone mm. like we suppose most of our listeners are like alone in their businesses so i think that's a that's a very great tip right i didn't i didn't do that yet so i might i might start doing you that. may <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> and um continuing that thought of nurturing our cult leads and kind of trying to transform that transform them from cult leads into warm leads i think for that it's also very important to be in regular contact with them with in whatever way and I know for example that you Helena are doing that quite frequently with newsletters for example mm -hmm. so as much as we all may think that email marketing is a thing of the past it actually is not because email marketing is still super super on the radar I would say yeah I think so too I think we are more conscious of what types of emails we're getting And I personally have a spam email and a real email. <clears throat> and my spam email is just the one where I um, uh, signed up on Facebook because, I don't know, somehow Facebook keeps on sending me so many emails. of like, oh, this person tagged you in a post, this person's birthday, etc. Like, I don't want to get these emails. So I have a spam email and then a real email where I literally un like unsubscribed a lot of emails 
because I was just like, if you have a freebie, you sign up for the email list usually. Or um, if you want to sign up somewhere, you have to like subscribe to their email. So all of these emails kind of accumulate. So I deleted them all. And now I'm very conscious with where I'm subscribing to. Mm -hmm. But it's not that I don't subscribe to anything. You're just I very just conscious of it. Yeah, I just subscribe to the people or the businesses that I actually uh, would love to know more about, which is from a business owner perspective, so amazing because, well, I have an email newsletter now, which doesn't like go out regularly, but every time I have something to talk about. And there are not a lot of people in that newsletter but the ones that are I believe to be at least not cold anymore because they are to some extent interested in me and my business because it's different from Instagram yeah so Instagram you could just follow unfollow blah 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 but emails is quite it's a little bit it's a little bit more intimate I feel like so there's like more of a of interest etc so um yeah once once a person is in your email newsletter I feel like they they are already a, a great indication that they could become a hot lead I think you still need to differentiate there though because there is email lists and there's email lists so you for example you have it um on the bottom of your website for example mm -hmm. um where people can sign up or it i'm not even sure how your page is whether they can sign up and there's a pop-up um to sign up for the email list whatsoever but i feel like many many companies use the email even if it wasn't intentionally put in there for receiving a newsletter you know And that is for me when it becomes annoying, when I yeah. want to sign up for something for, I don't know, a course for, I, I want to use an online resource and I have to put in my email. And after that, I get bombarded with emails. I'm the first one to unsubscribe, unsubscribe from that email. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to say. I think it's a little bit different if people voluntarily enter their email to receive your newsletter they are way warmer leads than anyone yeah. who would put it in just to get an added value from your yeah. website. What is quite interesting and what I would definitely recommend um, since you're building your website now is that I opted, so I first when I started my business, I had an investment guide which um, had a lot of information about the pricing project timelines uh, through a PDF. And they could download it from my website, but I couldn't really see uh, who downloaded it. I knew from Google Analytics how many downloaded it, but I didn't know what types of people they are. What I did now is I created an, created an extra page on my website that has no links. So people don't see it and it's not indexed on Google, so they can't access it. But I opted, so I created a little um, like window on my website where people could enter their email um, and then they would subscribe to my newsletter um, and then they would receive 
the investment guide link through the newsletter. Mm -hmm. And by that, I can track and I can see how many people signed up to that segment of the newsletter, so the investment guide, how many people clicked on the investment guide link, and I have their email. So if they downloaded the investment guide and um, some time passes, I could reach out to them and be like, hey, you downloaded the investment guide. Is there some, is there something that interests you? Um, do you have any questions about anything? Just like reaching out because it seems like you're interested. So that is way more valuable because you have the contact information and people signed up to your investment guide because, well, why would they sign up? Because they're interested in a project. And that's just way better than just having like a PDF where your pricing stated. That is actually a very, very interesting approach. And it's very frequently used in online marketing as well. It's, it's known under the term remarketing or retargeting. Yeah. So a lot of websites, uh, especially those that use Google Ads, so paid advertisements, are actually using it as a very, very strong tool. So once that you visit a website, your IP address gets tracked, basically. And whenever mm. you then visit another website, you know you have those advertisements on the side of the page or in between blog posts. You would see the same company that you've visited before because they put you on their retargeting list. So it's actually, it's a very, very common um, way to do marketing and to remind people like, look, you yeah. looked into my business. You were obviously <laughs> to some degree interested in what I am doing. Let me introduce myself again. Here I am. <laughs> what can we do for you? You know? So this is just yeah. this constant reminder of, hey, don't forget about me. And this is mm -hmm. the, the constant follow-ups that you are trying to do in whatever way you're yeah. doing it. Yeah, I think I heard somewhere that people need seven touch points with your business before they consider purchasing with you. And that just goes to show that it's not just one Instagram post. It's not just one email that you send and now you have an influx full of client inquiries. No, it requires a little more. And it's also nice to do it through a variety of channels because like, to be honest, the Instagram algorithm is not like the best. Sometimes mm -hmm. all of the people don't, don't see your content and then it's just my mom and dad where I'm like, thank you, but... <laughs> you're not buying my services <laughs> or my brother like Michael if you're if you're hearing this I love you because you're always engaging with my posts so but you know it's not my target group <laughs> maybe who knows maybe he'll open his own business and he'll need branding services sometime soon <laughs> never say never never say never no but you know what I mean and yeah. it's also nicer for you to be like okay I'm not just focusing on one platform and that's kind of what's boring in my opinion I enjoy like splitting splitting some marketing channels because it keeps keeps yourself being interested and engaged in the types of marketing that you create too nice I mean I think Neither of the two of us are at a point where we are yet um, trying to advertise our services through like automated um, 
ads, for example, because yeah. um, I've seen that quite a lot and it always pops up on my Instagram as well, where people are trying to introduce their services in like a catchy little video or a post that almost seems as if it was within my Instagram. That's the uh, art. Down. Yeah, right. That is the art because I've seen so many businesses doing it the wrong way, doing it like the classic static post advertisement in a reels feed where i'm like come on mm. or like this very cheesy way of um like creating an advertisement even if it's video content like this is literally the art to make it blend in with your feed so you kind of just effortlessly click on it but that's the thing make it blend in but make it stand out at the same time. <laughs> That's the tricky part about it, right? Because you yeah. want people to engage with your content. You want people to be interested in the services you offer. But you also want it to seem that natural as yeah. if it was made just for them. As if it yeah. was made to be exactly for that one specific person looking at that post. And I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the true art of it. Yeah, but like... Blend in, but stand out. Easy. Right? It's it's not that difficult, <laughs> is it? Damn, marketing is so hard. Uh, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> no, well, I don't consider myself to be an expert in, like, lead generation. Because, to be honest, I don't have a lot of client inquiries. So there's probably a lot of room for improvement. But... So, yeah. if there is an expert out there listening to our podcast knowing the one hack to transform cold leads into hot leads we need you if you've got a success story tell us yeah. contact us and we'll are so happy to have you on the podcast to share everything that you've learned throughout your business to be shared with our listeners yeah yeah so um should we summarize our tips? Yes, let's summarize our tips. Should yeah. I start? Yeah, go for it. All right. And I think that links right back into also the last thing that we've said, which was the first thing that we referred to, is that <laughs> it's very, very important to personalize your approach. So really to make sure that you understand the needs of your leads, that you can cater to what they want to get out of your services. I think that's a very, very important important one to have that tailor-made experience for your customers and yeah. yeah yeah I think when you have the personality aspect nailed down the second thing you want to be aware of your client's um, situation you want to be aware of the timing where you do whether it's follow-ups or reaching out through dms small talk getting to know them um I feel like getting to know them will be beneficial either way. But you want to be aware of their situation, if they are currently looking for a service or product that you're offering or if they just purchased it. So you have, want to have that awareness and then you can create the perfect timing to reach out to them or um, yeah, let them subscribe to your newsletter or whatever. Yeah, and I think all in all... That would probably be the most important tips. As we've said, yeah. Helena and I are still at the beginning level of um, making that 
a state of the art transforming cold leads into hot leads kind of approach um yeah. but yeah personalize your approach nurture your contacts and your leads and find the right moment to actually address them in the best way possible yeah one more thing though what i just think about now and what i want to explore more either this year or next year is actually in person Mm-hmm. events and networking events because I feel like that's just something pulling me to have like a small talk and an event like we wanted to visit like a female entrepreneurship event True. and yeah. um yeah being in a room full of like-minded individuals just seems very inspiring to me and there's this common ground of okay, this is casual, but we all are here for a reason to build our network and build our business. So there is kind of this open door that it feels less uncomfortable to pitch yourself because people expect to talk about each other's businesses. Yeah, because, yeah, then it's not that awkward, right? Because you know that other people have come just for the same reasons as you have. And whilst it's all still laid back, you're all in there for the same thing to meet inspiring people and to support each other where possible and to maybe even be able to fall back on the services that someone else in that room has to offer very nice yeah, yeah. that's a thing for yeah, the future <laughs> we're probably uh hearing back this episode one year from now and be like oh my god dear god what did you talk about man <laughs> But that's with everything in this podcast, I feel like. I don't I don't know if I want to listen back to it in like two or three years. But I honestly feel fun. about this podcast the same way I felt about every diary that I ever wrote. <laughs> like I usually would write a page and then rip it out two days after because I was like, this is too embarrassing. No one can know. Um, <laughs> not even I can know. Not even <laughs> I can know. I need to I need to destroy it right now. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe we'll feel about the same about this podcast, but let's just hope for the best. Yeah, hope for the best. All right, Nina, should we move on to the three questions? Hit me. Oh, damn, it's my turn. It's your turn. I need to open that. I dearly hope that you're not coming back at me for for what I've done to you last episode. (laughs) I'm scared. Um... No, they're fine. I feel like they're fine. Okay, first question. What's your current My favorite current song? My current favorite song. It's Seaside. Seaside by the Cooks. I don't know that song. Um, well, I, I could sing it Ooh, for you. Oh, sounds indie. But um, I don't think anyone <laughs> would want that. So it's called Seaside. And originally it's from the Cooks. But just mm-hmm. the other week, I found an amazing cover from jpl All and right. it's just a very groovy cover of the original song so i can uh i can put it in the show notes but yeah. we can also share it on maybe as a reel on yeah. instagram yeah i love that nice all right next question um what's the first thing that you would outsource once you earn enough money to outsource something in your business bookkeeping <laughs> I knew you would say that <laughs> I um yeah I just constantly feel like I'm doing it wrong 
Mm-hmm. I'm constantly scared that I will end up in prison just because I'm, I'm <laughs> making like 23 euros a month from what I'm doing because I've done something wrong. So this would be easily the first thing that I would outsource, no doubt. Yeah, but I keep it relate. out with it. <laughs> Don't want to do it. Out. Don't want out. <laughs> I can relate though. Like the the constant fear of oh my god, I'm going to be in jail next month. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, last question. What are you most excited about when you think about your big business goals? If I think about it like that, I'm really, really excited to work with amazing clients. So mm-hmm. bringing clients from being confused to being clear in what they want to reach and also being able to execute that. Mm-hmm. And I'm particularly interested in that or happy about that because I envision my clients to be very like-minded people. So people that are very close to who I am as a person as well. And that is why I'm very excited to work with them because I think their businesses can be so much greater than they've envisioned from the beginning. And yeah. Yeah, I I love that. It's the same for me. I just, I, yeah. It just like fills up my heart when I work with like like like-minded people and when they have like this click in their heads, I'm like, yeah I I want that direction like I know that I, yeah I like that direction which is going so I love that and I thrive on enthusiasm of other people you know like mm. this is something that really propels me forward because if I meet someone else that's excited about something I straight away jump in there with them and I'm like yes let's do that that sounds like fucking yeah. fun um and I think yeah that's something that's coming along with it, hopefully. <laughs> because that's, oh, it definitely will. That's what I'm most <laughs> excited about. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, those were the three. Butchered it. Yeah, those were the three questions. Oh, they were actually really easy this time. Thank you See? for being uh, kind to me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if our listeners have any questions for us, we can definitely also incorporate them in this segment of the podcast. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, so just message us your questions. Could be literally anything. As you may have recognized, we yeah ask questions about literally anything. So it doesn't have to be episode or podcast related. It can also be, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite meal? Whatever. So... um, yeah, just DM us and I'll ask Nina a difficult question. Or an easy one. <laughs> difficult questions are just for Nina. <laughs> I'm not on board with that. <laughs> Anyways, I think Anyways. with that, we can close today's episode. And um, I'm always bad at the last sentence, but this time <laughs> I will try it. Okay. All right. So, um, Yes, we're very happy to have you on this podcast, of course. Um, We're even happier if you were actually able to support us even that tiny bit more and give us a nice review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I think this is the two um, platforms where you can find us best. Um, We're very happy about your engagement on Instagram via at 
thestartup.radio and I didn't butcher it. So this is our handle. We're very happy to get in contact with you there, um, share our posts, like our posts and ask us difficult questions so that I've got three questions for Helena in the next episode. <laughs> I think I didn't butcher it too much, did I? No, you I think didn't. It, worked. it was great. Yeah, you do it every time now. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that was this week's episode, and see you next episode. No way, that was no, I butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> and see you next week for another episode of Startup Radio. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye.